Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. Welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Um, My sweet mama, today I have a guest for us. Her name is Elizabeth, and she is a wellness coach for moms. She helps women ditch the scale, ditch the diet, and create a sustainable habits to achieve their goals. And we will be talking today about emotional eating and intuitive eating and all the things that come with it. So welcome, Elizabeth. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you even got onto this journey. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, like she said, I am a women's wellness coach who, who really is here to help women just create enjoyment with wellness and sustainable habits. And the way that I kind of got here, I started in the personal training world actually, and I would work with women and I would give them these programs. You know, I would say, Hey, follow this exercise plan, come work out with me a couple of times a week, follow this nutrition plan. And what would happen most of the time is that they would come back and say, well, I didn't follow it. So we weren't seeing results. And at the time I didn't, I didn't understand that disconnect. Well, fast forward a few years, I realized there's something else going on. So I went back to school and started learning about, you know, mindset work and wellness coaching and all of that. And I realized that so much of wellness is the the dialogue around wellness is that we should just follow a plan and it should be perfect. And the reality is, is that our lives aren't perfect and we have bumps and bruises and things that get in the way of perfect plans. And so what I realize is that there's so much more behind the scenes of essentially following through on your own wellness plan, your own wellness journey. So that's kind of what brought me here um, to the space that I'm in and helping women um, make wellness enjoyable for their unique lifestyle is that it's not just about following a plan. It's also about learning how to create that plan from the inside out, figuring out who you are, figuring out the approach that you want to take to essentially my catchphrase is, you know, become a woman of wellness. And that's the goal that we want. So that's kind of what brought me here. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And I think especially like for moms that and women, I think it's a little bit even harder things don't go as planned. We have so much other things on our plate than just, let's say a career or like just kids, like life doesn't go as planned. So many things like just keep coming our way. And so, um, I can definitely relate with like having a plan and then things not going as planned. And I, um, have always kind of like, 
I've always been in seasons in my life where I'm like really focused on physical wellness and like exercising and just being really routine and rigid with it. And then life happens and it's like, oh, and everything falls apart. And so, yes, I can totally relate with that. And I think many, many moms can as well. So let's talk about you teach um, intuitive eating. So what is intuitive eating? And then we'll talk about what is emotional eating and the difference between two. Yeah. So intuitive eating sometimes gets a bad rap because there are a lot of different approaches, different practitioners, you know, take a different approach to intuitive eating. Um, My approach to intuitive eating is that you learn how to essentially use food to support the lifestyle that you want to live. When we're stuck in dieting mode, right? We're trying to restrict or just trying to follow a specific plan. Um, we lose touch with our bodies and what they need because there's the plan that's telling us what we should and shouldn't eat, when we should eat, when we shouldn't be eating and all of that. And and we lose touch. And so what intuitive eating does is it, it brings that connection back, the connection with your body to say, okay, I am capable of meeting the needs of my own body. And this is how I do it. I honor my hunger and my fullness needs. I eat the foods that make my body feel good. All foods are available to me within the parameters of the lifestyle that I want to live. And so many people, you know, if you've tried intuitive eating or or maybe seen it taught elsewhere, it often comes of comes out as like a free for all approach, right? Eat whatever you want whenever you want. And there's truth to that in the intuitive eating really is about not having things off limits. And also that we want to make sure that we're utilizing food to support our lifestyle, the the lifestyle that we want to live. And so it really is about bringing all foods on limits, right? Available to you. And then learning how to have balance with them to support your goals. That is interesting because I mean, I've heard of intuitive eating and sometimes I'm like, well, does that mean you can just eat whatever you want? Well, what if I just feel eating like chocolate all the time? But I also know that if I do eat chocolate all the time, I wouldn't feel good. (laughs) Like I know that I don't necessarily crave a smoothie, but I feel much better when I, you know, drink a smoothie. And um, so how do you tell somebody if they are thinking, well, what about just like, what, what if I just want carbs all the time? You yeah. know, does that mean I just eat carbs all the time? Like, how does that work? Yeah. And you, you said it so beautifully. It's, it's really about a connection between our mind and our body. So our mind might be telling us we want carbs all the time. And, and there may be several reasons for that happening, right? We may feel really deprived of carbohydrates because they haven't been on our plan. And so we're like, well, I love the carbs. Who doesn't love the bread, right? Who doesn't love bread? (laughs) Um, and, and who doesn't love the carbs, but we've created in our minds that carbs are bad, right? We've created this story that carbohydrates are bad for us. And so our mind is saying, well, give me all the carbs because it's almost like this rebelliousness, you know, it's off limits. So I want it. Well, the truth is your body does want carbohydrates. That's our source of energy. And we're not taught that, you know, well, maybe we are, but we're taught that carbs are bad. And so we start to mold the stories in our head 
first to say, okay, like carbs are available to me. And then we connect it with our bodies. Okay. What is my body telling me that I want? So we know that carbs play a role. We also know that there are other things that play a role in our nutrition protein does a different thing than carbohydrates. Fats do different things than carbohydrates. And when we learn how to kind of put them together, um, you'll find yourself the physical body, not craving all the carbohydrates all the time. But if you're saying I want carbs, I'm eating all the carbs. You're not getting other nutrients that that will may satisfy you longer. So it makes sense that you would want more and more carbs, right? It's like when we eat treats, we tend to like crave more and more treats. And so it's really about connecting that brain and the body and saying, okay, my brain is saying this, how can I change that story to also support how I want my body to feel? So lots of mindset yeah, shifts for sure. I love mindset shifts. I just love it. Um, what about, I feel like it makes me think like if you th- if you're in a diet and you're like, oh, I can't have carbs, then your brain is like, focus, I want carbs. I want carbs, right? Or like, mm-hmm. I can't have any sweets. I need to cut all the sweets out. And then your brain is like, I want even more sweets just because there's a limit. It's like one of those things, like, don't look there, don't look back. And then like, all your brain is wants to do is like, look back and see what's going on over there because you have like this strict, strict limit. So, but with intuitive eating, it's not that... I have access to it. I can eat it, but I'm choosing not to eat too much of it because I feel like I know that it's not best for me. I don't feel best when I eat it. So I'm choosing to maybe have a little bit of it, but still um, eat the foods that are nutritious for me and that are good for me. Right? Am I getting it right? Yeah. And this is a quote from the intuitive eating book actually is the moment you banish a food, it immediately builds up a craving. Mm. So when we start to find the balance, we start to crave less. When we start to honor our body's hunger and fullness needs, it's a natural side effect that you will crave less. Mm. That, that is actually really interesting. Cause I remember listening to also, like it was, um, a woman that was teaching about like nutrition and stuff. And she was saying how, if you eat the nutrients, like your body's like, Oh, I'm getting what I need. It starts to crave less of the junk because it's getting the nutrients that it needs. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. So let's talk about what is emotional eating, because that is something that I feel like a lot of my listeners and just in general, such a huge part of the population struggles with eating foods that makes us feel good when we are emotionally not in a good place. When we're struggling, we had a hard day, when we're just yucky internally, we eat food like sugar, carbs, salty things to kind of help ourselves feel better in the moment. And then we feel worse afterwards because we feel so guilty. So let's talk about that cycle. What's going on? Why does it happen? Um, Why do people even emotionally eat? Like, let's talk about the dopamine rush. What does it do to us? Yeah. So the, the raw definition of emotional eating is eating when you're not biologically hungry. And that naturally then says that not all emotional eating is quote bad. (laughs) And we often think that we do eat food when we're not emotionally 
hungry sometimes, right? When you think about maybe going out with friends to a dessert or a drink or, um, you know, those kinds of things. And so we kind of need to, we need to flip, um, the approach or the, the script a little bit about, okay, there's a time and a place for positive emotional eating. What we're kind of diving into today is this unsupportive, what I call unsupportive emotional eating. And that essentially means you are turning to food to deal with your emotion instead of dealing with the emotion, to numb the emotion, whatever it is for you. And um, here's the thing about women, especially. (laughs) We cannot control the emotions that we are going to feel. And that's normal. Okay. We are going to feel many emotions a day. We're going to have experiences that cause different emotions and that's to be expected. So we have to understand that we don't have control over the emotions being felt or coming in, but we do have control over what we do with them. Okay. So the reason that we turn to food usually to deal with the emotions is that it's it's kind of easier, right? It's just an easier um, next step. And so one of the things that I like to um, suggest when we think about talking, when we talk about emotional eating is you have two options when you, well, let me back up just a little bit. Um, we first want to be aware. We first want to be aware that the emotion is happening, right? That's a big deal. Sometimes we go to the food and we feel the guilt after, but we don't realize it all connected until we're feeling the guilt. So the first step really is about just being aware like, oh, hey, I see you sadness. I see you loneliness, like like giving it a name and saying, hey, I, I see you. And then asking yourself, okay, what am I feeling and what do I need? And when you stop and just slow down for a minute and just ask those simple questions, it empowers you then to make a more empowering choice from there. And sometimes you're still going to go for the food. Sometimes you won't, but like, it's it's important that when we start to get, um, step into this idea of empowerment, then we have a choice. We have a choice in that moment to either deal with the emotion I'm angry at someone. I need to go talk to them. Right. And that's going to solve, essentially solve the emotion, right? Resolve it. Or I can distract from the emotion. Maybe I don't have an opportunity right now to call the friend and talk to them or whatever. So I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to do a hard workout, right? We can distract. And what I like to think about with emotional eating is how can I support the emotion without utilizing food? Hey mama, if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, I would love for you to share this episode with another friend. And also, if you could screenshot and tag me on Instagram, I would love to share that as well. Thank you. Wow, that's a lot of things to process there. Um, Because I, I really like how you said, like, sometimes we can in that time, get to the root of it. Like, well, what am I feeling and what do I need? Like talk to somebody who like, you know, we had a conflict with or whatever. Well, what if you can't, right? And then you still have that feeling. You have that anger or frustration on that person and, or some just uncomfortable. Somebody said something and it made made you feel so uncomfortable and you just want to stuff it down, right? You just like, and So you don't want to have to like not feel that feeling. And so we eat to just like help us. 
that dopamine rush, right? Like when we eat something sweet, when we eat some carbs, like it gives our brain that little, like that chemical that helps us feel good in that moment, right? For like a few minutes, you feel good because like, that's what it does, right? And then you feel worse because you didn't get to the root bottom, like that uncomfortable emotion that made you feel some shame or embarrassment, whatever that person said, it's still there. It didn't go anywhere. You didn't process it. You didn't release it, right? It's still like sitting in there and like it just builds on it over time with other things that are happening in your life. And we just keep eating and then people gain weight and people feel have all these health issues, right? Because so much is related with the nutrition and the foods that we eat. (sighs) That's a lot. That's a lot. It's like, I feel like it comes back to, um, do you feel like it's sometimes people just don't have healthy coping skills? Like they were never taught healthy coping skills or they were just modeled a parent who would just, you know, eat or be like, Hey, here's a candy. You're having a hard day. Here's a candy. And then they just kind of like, or just something our personality trait is like, we're just drawn towards it. Yeah, I would probably say a little bit of both. <laughs> you know, it could be all of the above. Um, I have a program, it's called Food Freedom, and we we kind of dive into your relationship with food as you've been growing up, you know, as you as you grew up and um, you know, where some of those behaviors were modeled, um, some of the stories that you believed, like, oh, I can't have that. So then it's, you know, it's off limits. So then it gets really exciting when you're free and you can eat all those things. Lots of people that um, you know, go off to college and they were restricted, you know, tend to overdo it. Right. Cause there's like this excitement. Um, but one thing I was going to add to that too, is that, you know, food, it has some addictive properties, right? There's definitely like biological, um, things that can, can change our brains and, and we can be addicted. We also have one of the things I like to remember is that we, we also have addictive behaviors and sometimes these behaviors are learned. So if we feel addicted to sugar, it's because we have created a habit that every time we feel this way, we turn to this food, right? And so as, I mean, it's almost like so simple. I know this is easy to say, hard to do, but it's about switching and changing your habit. Okay. I am experiencing this emotion. I can't change that. What can I do to make this emotion feel better? That won't lead me to guilt. And it's one simple thing of just changing the habit. And that can be now your new habit. Okay. I feel really grumpy after work. I go for a walk so that I can like decompress on the walk instead of decompress with a bag of chips. And I like that what you said about habits, because I, a lot of things that I teach for stress management is also incorporating healthy habits in your life. And, um, I talk about this for when it comes to like, when you feel like you're about to explode on your kids or like that frustration builds up. And, um, I teach it like as a one then statement, when I feel frustrated and I want to yell, then I will take a breath and like communicate needing a break if you need to walk away or whatever. It's kind of like when this comes up and it will, right, then I'm going to do this instead. Because like, let's say if you normally, you know, eat carbs when you feel sad or just a hard day at work or just anything, just exhausted, whatever, then I will do this instead. And maybe even like, let's talk a little bit about 
adding some um, practical things in our day-to-day life to support those habits, right? Because like if we, and I know people talk about this a lot, removing a ton of the junk food from your house. Because if you have that junk food, I feel like it's so hard not to eat it. It's so hard. It's like somebody's trying not to be an alcohol or like, you know, stop drinking alcohol, but then they have a ton of alcohol in their house, like, and they're having a hard day. It's like, of course, it's like right there in your front of your face and you're going to want to like, it's so, so much harder to say no versus if it's not even there. Right. So let's talk a little bit about some practical things that women can incorporate in their day-to-day life that, um, that can support them when they are feeling very, you know, a hard emotion, they want to turn to eating junk food, what can they do instead? Yeah. Well, we've got two two approaches to this. We can take a proactive approach to our emotions and we also need a reactive approach. So the first thing is a proactive approach. How are you meeting your needs throughout the day? Are you taking a break when you're really stressed? Are you setting up your day for success? Are you meditating? Are you getting enough sleep? Like what is causing some of these emotions to come as a result of the behaviors that you have? So we first look at look at that side is like, what proactively can I do to support my body? And you probably teach a lot of this, um, <laughs> but but really being proactive first, and then you look at the reactive. Okay, I see that at about three o'clock, I tend to get tired. I tend to get snacky um, and I go for this. Okay. Well, I, I feel tired, right? We just noticed the trigger here is like fatigue in the afternoon. Well, what do I need to do to react to that fatigue that maybe I can't change? Maybe it's just a natural lull of the day um, or whatever. Maybe you need to proactively get more sleep or something, but if you're in the moment of reaction, um, just have that same dialogue that I shared earlier. Just ask yourself like, Hey, what do I need right now? And what's realistic for me? I'm tired. Maybe I need to go take a 20 minute nap or at least lay down or take a few deep breaths so that I can try to meet that need, um, without food. And that's okay. It's okay to have a mixed, a balance, I guess, a mixture of some reactive or sorry, proactive, um, approaches to help you support your body generally. And then when you're having an emotional quote episode, um, let's have some ideas for how I can respond to that in a supportive way. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that because I focus a lot on like proactive. I'm like, if you are just going to try to figure things out in the heat of the moment, you're going to find yourself that you're really struggling and it's hard to implement it consistently because you're proactively, if you're running an empty, you're so constantly overwhelmed. You're so stressed. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not eating meals. Like you're going to find yourself making poor choices emotionally with regulating your emotions, just like anything, right? You're going to find yourself in a kind of like a negative rut. And so that's why it's so important to do things proactively to support yourself. So then you're dealing with less of the other stuff, right? Of all those like 
Because if you're proactively meditating on a regular basis, for example, if you're proactively journaling, like things that are hard and heavy in your life or brain dumping or whatever, you're going to have less of those moments where you're feeling kind of yucky and where you just feel like you want food to just stuff that uncomfortable feeling because you're regularly doing things proactively. So you're just going to have less of those moments. But if you're doing things proactively and you still have those moments, having kind of like a game plan, okay, what is going on? Like how, like how can I support myself in that moment without just eating junk food, right? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Can you tell us where our listeners can connect with you? I know you have an email list. People can sign up for that. I am on your email list. You have a program for women. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few, a few different ways for support. If you're someone that, you know, wants support with emotional eating or your relationship with your body or relationship with food. Um, my most popular free resources, my podcast, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's uh, the woman of wellness podcast. So really simple. Um, that's probably like the favorite. I love doing the podcast. So that go sub- subscribe and, and listen in. We, we dive deeper into these kinds of topics like we talked about today. Um, I am on Instagram, um, not insanely a lot, but <laughs> I am there at a woman of wellness. And then, yeah, I have a couple, um, a couple resources. If, if someone wants to dive in a little bit more, I have a free emotional eating course. Um, and so I'll send you the link and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes and you can, um, sign up. It's a free mini five day email course. So it just gets sent to your email to help you work through how to overcome emotional eating. So that is, um, a popular resource. And then if you are like, I want to dive in, like I'm struggling with my relationship with food, my relationship with my body, dieting, you know, history of dieting and all of that. Um, I have a full program um, called food freedom. And we dive into that and we take you through step-by-step how to, um, help support, you know, getting away from the diets and reaching your goals and making peace with food and all of that. So, um, I will also include that link, um, in the show notes as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. And I know some of our listeners got value out of our conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hi friend, did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.